I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot I remember one woman, she had like a six-year-old son who had chronic strep throat and he had a pretty severe autoimmune condition. So not a lot was accessible to him and propolis was the only thing that worked. And, you know, people just started kind of writing in from all over. So I I set up a website so I could sell online and it really just took off from there. And it got to a point where we started uh, launching and retailing Canada. And I was in like 600 stores across Canada and living this secret double life and like working in the day as a trader at Goldman. Um, And I was like, okay, someone has to run this company and it's going to be me. So I left Goldman. People, again, thought I was like completely crazy. Literally, my friends and family interventioned me. (laughs) Really? Um, Oh my God, people thought I was insane. Now let the magic begin. Hello, Soul Tribe. It's Raquel and happy summer solstice. Happy summer soul. My soul is so happy that it's summer right now. And as the seasons change, well, uh, my, my routines usually do too. And since the turn of the summer, I've uh, definitely changed up my morning routine just a wee bit because, well, the shivering cold weather that I was waking up to here in Arctic, Utah, <laughs> led me to wake up and stay inside for a while, do some journaling, meditate, and then drive to hot yoga. Emphasis on hot. But now, I'm just, I'm honestly just too excited to simply get outside right away and breathe in this fresh, early, early morning air as the weather is much warmer. Of course, the morning, I gotta have a light jacket on, a wee bit chilly, but at least it feels so good as the sun is coming out. So honestly, I just I just wake up, I do my business, and I'm not talking about um <clears throat> yum, and then I go walk out in mama nature, sometimes with a coffee, a hot cup of coffee in hand, which 
I love that sipping a hot beverage while walking in nature. Oh, that's one of my favorite things. It's the little things in life, you know? <laughs> and then, so I'll drive too many, I, I've tried out so many new trails that are just all over the place in this town. And so I do my own walk in the morning and then in the evening, my dad and I go on a walk because he sits on his butt all day and he's an old man and he needs to get out and walk. <laughs> So yeah, in the morning I'll walk about a good five miles and I just, I'm simply in awe of the trees because here they have my favorite trees, which are aspen trees and also the rivers and the streams, which have minerals flowing through them. It's so beautiful. Like Park City where I'm at, it's an old miners town and the city was known as a silver town. We even had a queen. We called her the Silver Queen. <laughs> so they mined silver along with gold, copper, and pyrite. So uh, yeah, no wonder this is such a wealthy town. I mean, pyrite, I, I wish I could just go dig some up now, but I'm pretty sure there's not a lot left. But apparently they do have some sometimes flowing in the streams. And honestly, sometimes when I look in the streams, I feel like I see glimpses of those metals sparkle as the sun is hitting the water. So I Googled it and there are some rare sightings of them and they call them tailings. So perhaps sometimes I see some tailings and next time I see one, I should probably grab it because that is quite valuable. Anyway, and then another piece that I just love to wake up and start my day with is just that feeling of coexisting with all the wildlife around me. There's so much wildlife here and I see lots daily. I mean, all different kinds of birds that are just singing all around you. Sometimes there's an occasional hawk, maybe even an eagle, a lot of squirrels, a lot of flying squirrels. Those are cute. And snakes. And we got beavers, we got gophers, which are so adorable. And then elk and deer, they just kind of stare at me, keeping caution that, you know, I'm not gonna do anything. And I just, I wave at them, it's all good. And then moose, like yesterday I saw a moose, the fourth one I've seen since I've been here. She was beautiful, but thankfully she was on the other side of this wide river and she could care less about my presence because if she was on my side and I saw her close to me, feet would not fail me then or I'd have to find a big tree to go curl up behind because apparently that's what you're supposed to do. Otherwise you're just screwed and tattooed. And with all these beautiful creatures, I realized that honestly something is missing. Something that I would always see everywhere I was when I was a little girl growing up here. Probably, honestly, more than any other creature. These little guys were buzzing all over the place and it just, it dawned on me that I honestly, I haven't seen even one yet. And I go on these trails every damn day. I, it's crazy that it's more likely I'm gonna see a moose than a bee. I mean, I don't know about you, but that makes me really sad. Makes me so sad. And then in case you haven't heard me talk about this before, well, the bee population is collapsing about 25 to 30% every year. And many, many bee species are endangered, including the honeybee and the bumblebee, which are my two childhood favorites. Thank you, Pooh Bear. They're going extinct because of pollution, excessive use of pesticides, and honestly just other disharmonious, not so mama earth friendly practices that we're exposing bees to. And apparently we wouldn't even be able to thrive 
and not to get too dramatic, but even survive as a species if bees were to become extinct. So thank goddess for humans like today's guest, Carly Stein. What a synchronicity to have her on here as I'm freaking out about these bees. <laughs> thank goddess for women like Carly Stein who are just doing great things in this world, making a great difference to save the bees and save the planet. I'm inspired by women like Carly, so inspired and have the utmost respect. You'll hear her story and how she really, she, she tapped into her authentic self regardless of what others thought, regardless of others' judgments. And she turned her messes and her passion into her mission. And now she is, she is truly living her own magic. And it's so beautiful how it just organically happened. So yeah, this woman I am wholeheartedly inspired by, and I have an inkling of a feeling you will be too. Due to some health issues that she was experiencing, this led her to the discovery of the power of propolis, which is produced by the honeybees, and which has 300 compounds that support the immune system. It's really mother nature's antibiotic. It was her savior, and this led her to beekeeping herself as a passion. And then long story short, she organically created one of the most ethical, sustainably sourced beekeeping companies, which you may have heard me talk about on this podcast, Beekeepers Naturals, my favorite honey company by far. And Carly, to sing her praises more, she's a true badass who is just not only extremely smart, but also follows her heart. And she now even runs Beekeepers Naturals, which has become so successful in such a short amount of time that she was even recognized on Forbes 30 under 30 for all she's doing in business and for the world. Selling the highest quality propolis and raw honey and royal jelly and bee pollen and getting really creative with these bee product creations. But I love that she just allows the bees to fly free in non-pesticide lands. And then they hand harvest everything with love unlike honestly most beekeepers who tend to take inhumane steps for large bee production. And yes, I have indeed been with you vegans listening who are questioning the ethics of the beekeeping practice, which is fine because if you continue to listen, you might be shown otherwise. And I was too. I didn't want to touch honey or anything that had to do with any sort of animal type product till honestly I just I learned the value in supporting ethical bee companies because I do care about saving these bees and also my health and honestly this magic that bees create have unparalleled health benefits and healing powers now just so you know Carly and Beekeepers Naturals is one of your own magic's very own sponsors so just for listening to this now you receive 15% off your Beekeepers Naturals purchase when you go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash your own magic that's b-e-e-k-e-e-p-e-r-s-n-a-t-u-r-a-l-s dot com forward slash your own magic and i'm personally fascinated by their propolis throat spray which contains over 300 beneficial vitamins minerals and compounds let alone it works like a charm for a sore throat or a cough and immunity so i travel lots and uh i need this for flight so i am 100 taking this with me to bali and australia for the summer 
and wherever else I travel. I am really hoping and crossing my fingers that this is gonna prevent me from some things you can get when you eat food in Bali. <laughs> and then I also think that their BLXR brain fuel is just next level when it comes to enhancing memory and performance and cognitive abilities. I mean, apparently, so I kinda wanna try that. I'm curious to see what would happen if I did it for 30 days, just like a daily biohack challenge and yeah, see what happens. So uh, feel free to join me on that. So in this episode, we talk bees, we talk business, and we even talk super beauty tips. So um, I hope you enjoy that. And thank you so much to this amazing Yomi, Jessa Makes. Divine timing, she writes, Hello, my soul sister. I have tears in my eyes lately as I listen to this soul cast. The validation I get from you and all the speakers on Yom. I found Yom when I wasn't getting what I was looking for for my soul growth. I was in a toxic, verbally abusive relationship and sitting at home, my daughter was at a friend's house for the weekend and I had my candles and crystals and Palo Santo and I kept finding new shows and I discovered Yom and I literally sobbed and felt at home. Every episode I chose delivered the message I was needing. I have found my tribe. I broke up with the boyfriend after five years and immediately got the best promotion I have ever received. I am dancing with the universe and Yom keeps me aligned, awakened in the right headspace. And these speakers feed my soul and I literally feel tethered to some. I actually have a consultation with Terry tomorrow. I am very excited. Hope one day we cross paths and can talk. Much love to you and the whole tribe. Jess or Jessa, wow. Okay, so this little note of love you just wrote with love <laughs> made me truly feel your vibrations of love. And I love that you called this soul cast. Ooh, I'm gonna start using that. But what I really, really appreciated about this is that I can tell, like I can feel that you have tapped in. And girl, you are aligning with your divine essence. <laughs> so be quite aware that the universe is going to be gifting you so many amazing things as you listen and you stepped into your power. That is amazing and that is huge and that was probably not easy, but the universe is indeed rewarding you for breaking up with something and someone who was not serving your soul. You are about to be embraced the way that you deserve to be embraced. <laughs> You're only going to get more rewards the more you listen, so again, be alert. And I hope that your consultation with Terry went well. That is so cool, she's amazing. So yeah. We'll cross paths indeed. Would love for you to come to an upcoming retreat or an upcoming event. And by the way, this is for everybody. Brie and I will be announcing our second retreat together to happen later this year. So I hope you keep your ears peeled for that. Thank you so much for listening to this long, long intro. You know, I would love to shorten them, but uh, hmm, nah. Talking as if you guys are here with me, honestly, just it fills my me with joy. It fills my soul. So why would I do that? <laughs> anyway, without further ado, because that was a lot of ado, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Carly Stein.
<laughs> How are you though? I'm really good. I'm really excited to talk to you. But yeah, I'm doing really well right now. <laughs> it's like very sunny here for once because it's been like New York weather, very cold and rainy in Utah. I'm in Utah right now. I've never been to Utah and oh no, that's not true. I went skiing at Powder Mountain, but I've never like spent time in Utah and it's like top of my list. It's so beautiful. I live in Park City right now. I'll be moving back to LA in September, but for now, I'm in Park City and it's so beautiful. I I can hear you're in New York, by the way. I love it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm in an Airbnb, so like hopefully all good. This is like as quiet as it could get. No, I I understand that. When I was living all over the place, I was living the Airbnb life and podcasting from bathrooms and closets. I get it. By the way, if you need me to go into the bathroom, I can 100% No, no, do that. no, no. Hopefully, I'm no. on like a quiet street, so hopefully that won't happen too much, but. I genuinely think like hearing sirens in the background is the least biggest deal because I always hear it in podcasts and I'm like, oh yeah, they're probably in LA and New York. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Not everyone's in the woods. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited that you're going to be in LA though, so we can hang. Yes. Wait, you live in LA? I normally am in, well, I'm back and forth between, we have an office in Toronto. So I go there like once a month. Yeah. You sound like you're Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Now that I say it, once I say it to people, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Well, I knew it the second you got on because you're like, I'm sorry. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah you, you can hear it in my stories for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, I love it. But yeah, so I'm like, I travel a lot, but my home is in LA. My apartment's in LA. Okay. What part of LA? Venice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking like, I'm looking in Santa Monica. I'm looking in Brentwood. I really like Topanga Canyon, but I'm a little- oh, Topanga's so beautiful, but I you're it's isolating. Well, that part I don't mind. I'm, <laughs> I can be a lone wolf sometimes, but I do fear the California wildfires and getting in that area. I mean, we're out of a, we're finally out of the drought, which is great news. That's true. That's so mm-hmm. true. And also, by the way, you said Toronto, that's on my bucket list. Oh, Toronto's so fun. Ugh. It looks so amazing. It looks so beautiful, too. It is really beautiful. It's the same climate as New York, so you definitely want to go in, like, spring, summer, or early fall. But it is, like, Uh, it's such a fun city and, like, really good food scene and just, like, everything. Exactly. Exactly. I'm excited. Where are your locations? So we mostly, because we do pesticide-free, we're really limited in the U.S. The U.S. does not have the same pesticide regulation as Canada, Europe, and South America. I know. So we we mostly work in um, Canada and Brazil. And we're probably going to start working in Europe in the next two years. Beautiful. But until until pesticide regulations change in the U.S., we can't do much. Like, there's sometimes really, like, remote parts of the U.S. that we're exploring. But we do, like, soil sample testing, and we're really intense. If there's any, like, even traces of pesticides, we just won't put these there. It might be really expensive, but what about Hawaii? Isn't that very, like, clean soil? Hawaii could be good, but I don't know if pollution-wise. Ooh. Well, not not Oahu. There's not really any. Yeah, I, I remember when I was looking, it was looking at it a while ago, and there was something with pollution, and then more and more like agro is going in that area. Right. Um, but maybe, but we've been doing so much in Canada, and right now we're working a lot in Brazil. You're good. You're good. But I think that's great. You're expanding to Europe, and I'm recording right now. So uh, the European listeners, which by the way, we have a lot of, which is awesome. So they can know that you have a beekeeping, what do you call them? Sanctuaries, residencies? Apiaries. So right now, right now we're mostly working in Canada and Brazil. It's more just kind of in the next few years, we're probably going to start with Europe. I love that. So what we, what we look for, for our apiaries. So here's the thing, when you're buying, you know, sometimes you buy organic honey and it's like, 
you think that it's like all good and beautiful because it says the word organic. I mean, <laughs> almost everything that I buy organic, I just like to believe I'm buying something okay. But then I know. <laughs> the problem is with bee products, it's like especially tricky because unlike blueberries where you can keep them in an area or livestock where you can fence them in, you can't put a leash on the bees. So just because your ground is certified organic, if your next door neighbors are doing something dirty and the bees, the bees are going to fly over and get exposure. Right. And the bees will forage for a five mile radius and the organic radius is less than that. <gasps> so that's the hard part. So often what happens is like you get the certified organic label on the bee products, but it's kind of bullshit. Just, you know, you can't put a leash on the bees. So what we do to try and counter that is we only work with we only work in geographies that are basically, you know, where we can place the bees in the middle of nowhere. So we love places like Canada where it's a huge landmass and a tiny population. So we can actually like put the bees in the forest and in the Rockies and that sort of thing. And then we also look for areas where there's better pesticide regulation. So um, Ontario, where I'm from, was actually the first um, place in North America to institute a partial ban on neonicotinoid pesticides. So, you know, that's really good. Europe has much better pesticide regulation than the U.S. And yeah, other parts of the world have just been a little bit quicker on the save the environment train. So that's where we've been operating from. And then for us as well, we're so, you know, we're so focused on the pesticide portion of it because one, you know, we cater a lot to people with autoimmune and people with sort of sensitive systems who are turning to these medicines as alternatives. And so we don't want to expose them to any toxicity, even in trace amounts. Yes. But then also from a sustainability standpoint, if we're really um, being careful with the land that we're placing the bees on, then we can actually have impact in hive populations because the number one thing hurting the bees is pesticides. So if we can take the pesticides out of the equation, even just with RVs, then what we're doing is we're creating basically an, a sustainable, eco-friendly operation where the bees are, you know, taken away from the very toxins that are so prevalent and that are hurting them. I am mind blown right now, Carly. I am mind blown right now. Wow. <laughs> and also I love that we jumped ahead to what I intended to maybe talk about in the middle of the episode. So, um, yeah, but that's because I'm so intrigued, especially in that part in your process and your entire company, you and you, you fascinate me, Carly and everything you're about, your story, the bees, your business, we're going to get all into it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the first question though. Well, I guess in a sense, this is not the first question anymore, but I'm curious, what excites you most in this season of your life? Ooh, that's. I mean, I think it's right now it's got to be team. Like I went from basically a year ago, it was just me to a team of 17 full time. Um, so it's pretty wild. And all of a sudden I have all of these incredible, talented, brilliant individuals who are so much better at their individual jobs than I ever was. Um, and so, you know, building a team around this kind of cause and mission and um, a team that really inspires me has just been such a rewarding part of this experience and I didn't know how affected I would be by my team it's really funny I cry all the time in front of them like it's really embarrassing I have no emotional restraint um because I'm just so over the top proud of them and we, we also just have this really cool company culture I think it's because we're also focused on enacting change both on the environmental level and then also just in the healthcare system yeah. almost everyone from my team either has you know, personal health struggles, whether it's, you know, autoimmune or something else, or a real passion for sustainability. So everybody has kind of joined the company from this really authentic place. And I think that's just a part of our kind of core mission and values. And because of that, we all put our heart into it. And so that's just been like the most amazing thing to watch. And 
I'm excited to continue being part of that and growing that. That's so beautiful. And that's beautiful. You have this very strong team around you. And I'm actually very inspired by that. And you guys really are making great changes. And I, I feel like teams grow and they get better and better as they actually see progress and they pour their passion into it. You have so much passion into what you're doing, for example, and they they feed off of that. And there's a reason why you have such a strong passion, especially for the health part of it. I know you have had quite a roller coaster of a health journey, Carly. So I would love for the listeners to hear your story and how this led you to explore the healing powers of bees and the medicine that they provide us. Definitely. So I always like to say this company started by accident because it really did. It was never meant to be a company. It was really just, you know, me kind of solving my health problems and then stumbling upon a solution that was pretty incredible and sharing it. Um, and then just sort of the organic evolution of that. And, and I really like that because I think so much today comes from, you know, people seeing a hole in the market and wanting to start something and build a category king. And for me, um, it really comes from an authentic place and it comes from personal experience as well. So, you know, we have a really close relationship with our customers. But anyways, I'll tell you the full story. So I have an autoimmune condition. Um, I have a bunch of autoimmune conditions. Um, and basically, I can't take antibiotics. So a lot of what I have is triggered by antibiotics. Mm. Um, and so for me, you know, something like something like antibiotics, but even like over the counter cold and flu stuff, it just wasn't accessible. And then I also had a chronic tonsillitis growing up. Um, I had a really weak immune system. And so I sort of was in this state where I was chronically sick with no cure. I couldn't take, you know, things like tonsillitis or strep throat for pe- for most people, they just take an antibiotic and yeah. they're good to go in a few days. But for me, um, that just wasn't an option. So I would basically have these viral things. And especially if you can't take antibiotics for some of these things, it can develop into something serious pretty quickly. I was basically always sick. I was like the kid who was out of school for three weeks at a time sort of deal. Um, and just like always sick and run down. And that was just how it was. And that sort of forced me to turn to the natural world. And so because I couldn't take anything over the counter, I started to really explore and start doing research into the area of natural health. And I ended up, you know, learning a ton and finding some really incredible things. But I also ended up wasting a lot of time and money on sort of the latest and greatest superfoods that promised the world, but just didn't really deliver on results or weren't necessarily strong enough for someone like me who was really struggling. So I was obsessed with the natural health world, but I was also really disillusioned with it. I felt like there was a lot of old claims without, you know, research to back it up. And and I really would end up spending more money that I had on things that I was excited about that I thought were going to like cure me um, that just didn't deliver. And so I, I sort of honed my research skills living in that space, but ultimately at the end of the day was really frustrated with what was out there. And then when I was in college, I did a semester abroad. I was in Italy at the time that I got really, really sick. I had really severe tonsillitis to the point where I was having a hard time breathing. So I was going to have to come home and cut my entire exchange short, which was extra shitty because I had busted my ass. That would suck. Yeah. And like I I grew up just missing out on things. And then for this, like, you know, I worked my ass off waitressing to save up to get out to Europe and then, you know, a situation where I'm going to have to come home early, like 
really sucked. So I was devastated and I was really just looking for anything to keep me out there. And I went into a pharmacy in Florence and the pharmacist took one look at me with my swollen chipmunk chipmunk cheeks. Um, And basically was like, you need propolis. And I was like, okay, what's that? And she's like, propolis, it's from the bees. And I was like, oh, so honey? And she's like, no, 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 totally different propolis like okay I don't really know what you're talking about as far as my understanding goes the bees only make honey but like sure I'll try it I'm desperate um so I tried the propolis and within about five days I made a full recovery so what happened for me was propolis functioned in my body the way antibiotics do for normal people so it really got rid of the viral infection um it brought down the inflammation and for the first time in my life I experienced the the experience of recovery um, and I had never had that. And I'd always been like, you know, when you're sick, you kind of grind it out. Yeah. And eventually maybe you get a little bit better after like a lot of pain and a lot of lying in bed and a lot of sleeping. Um, so for the first time in my life, I had that recovery experience. And so at that point I was like, okay, amazing. I was able to continue oh, my time abroad. That's amazing. Yeah. And then the cool thing about Europe is that they're so progressive with their natural health market. So as I yes. was traveling around, I started incorporating all these different bee products into my routine. I remember seeing you know, royal jelly brain supplements in France and royal jelly that was used in skincare and being in Copenhagen and getting pollen on my smoothie. And I didn't even know what these things were, but I just started incorporating them into my routine and I was healthier than ever. I didn't get sick for the rest of my time abroad. Um, So I had finally just found something that cured me. And then when I came home to North America, of course, you know, I was in my final year of college and when midterms rolled around, I got really bad strep throat and I was like, okay, no big deal. I just need some propolis. And I went to like every health food store. Nobody really knew what I was talking about. And then I finally found organic propolis at this farmer's market. And so I bought it really excited, even though it was like 40 bucks. <laughs> and um, I used the propolis and I had a really severe allergic reaction. And I ended up doing a chem panel on the propolis because I was a TA for my chem class. So I had access to the lab, it benefited being a student. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you took it to that extent. <laughs> oh yeah, well I was I was like used to doing that because I was I would all the time ingest right. things and have a reaction to them and not know what they were. So I was like, ah, you know, and like wow. I couldn't, I couldn't just like go in for, you know, it's not so easy to see a specialist and do the allergy testing. So I just kind of learned how to do it myself. So and cool. I almost like, took all these courses just to learn how to fix myself. I feel like that's what college was for me. But anyway, so I figured out that there was all these pesticides in the product, even though it was organic. And so, you know, a little bit earlier, we were saying about the organic bee products kind of being BS. Um, It's really true, you know, unless you're running quality control and beekeeping in a very specific way, it's really hard to get bee products that are totally clean. Right. So I was like, okay, I know it works for me. I can't freaking get it in the quality that I need it. So I guess I just have to do it myself and like run quality control. So I was like, okay, I'll start beekeeping. So um, I'm, this is an added benefit of being Canadian. I went to college in British Columbia. So I don't know if any of the listeners have been to British Columbia, but it's like the most beautiful place and full of foresty area. Yeah. So I I was able to start keeping bees um, on Vancouver Island, basically in the middle of the woods. So there was no pesticides. Beautiful. So I started just making this stuff for myself and I found myself a beekeeping mentor. And, you know, I started really with the intention of just getting a product, but I ended up really falling in love with the bees and learning all about this incredible um, creature and learning all about the different products they make. And I started building all these products for myself and then eventually sharing them with friends. And it got to a point where, you know, more and more people were having the results I was having with them. 
until I sort of, I was graduating and I sort of flirted with the idea of starting a company, but I really didn't have the confidence to do it at that time. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I had a lot of a really negative narrative about what I was capable of, but I did get a job offer out of school at a hedge fund. And that makes a lot more sense to your friends and family than starting a B product company, especially when you're broke. So I took the hedge fund job. I was there for about 10 months and then I got recruited by Goldman Sachs and I joined Goldman. Wow. Wow. Yeah. MS, Goldman Sachs, BQ. <laughs> wow. It makes me sound, when I'm telling the story, I sound so much cooler than I was at the time. At the time, people thought I was like a psychopath for keeping keys. Like now it's kind of hipster and trendy, but well, in 2012 yeah. as a college student, yeah, people thought I was like legit crazy. And and who you were clearly surrounding yourself with. You're surrounding yourself with people that, you know, like a little more practicality in this world and just, you know, why don't you just go buy the honey? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So people were yeah. very confused about everything I was doing. Um, but I found myself at Goldman Sachs. I was there for just over two years and it was while I was there, I really, you know, Goldman is an incredible place to work. I had a really incredible experience there and it shaped my work ethic in an amazing way. I am like a hippie chick who, you know, <laughs> did social sciences in her under in her undergrad and wants to save the planet. And so Goldman Sachs, as great as it was and as incredible of a learning opportunity as it was for me, I was never truly passionate about what I was doing there. Um, and so I started to really feel that like I was basically I basically had this great on paper job for my friends and family to look at me and say I was quote unquote successful when I was like really unhappy because it's just not what I was driven by. And, you know, you can there's it's an incredible thing to work in finance. You know, there's not enough females in finance. So I love seeing badass women um, take on careers like that. Yes, me too. And I really I really did have an incredible learning experience. Yeah. You know, you're I, I just wasn't in a position to really focus on the things I wanted to focus on. And for that reason, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, being true to my authentic self. Yeah. And I started to really feel that. And I, you know, became quite, I felt really sort of depressed because I was like, well, what do I do? What, what the hell makes me happy? Um, and so I sat down and I made a spreadsheet about happiness because I'm type mm, A like that. And the thing so that I kept cute. coming back to, <laughs> yeah, still make a lot of spreadsheets to sort out my life. Um, but I kept coming back to beekeeping and working with the bees and making products. And at that time in my life, I was between Toronto and New York. So um, keeping bees was not exactly accessible. But what I could do was source bee product from my mentor in British Columbia, buy some equipment on Amazon and start making some bee products. And so I wasn't, I still at that point was like, even though I was like buying lab equipment on Amazon, I was like, this isn't a company. This is just my hobby. I'm just, you know, doing a deep dive into this weird hobby. And so I started making all these bee products and it started giving them started off just giving them to friends and then next thing you know I was standing at farmers markets and then you know people started writing me emails about how these products were really changing their health and it was really the the people in the autoimmune community who championed it and um, I had a lot of parents writing in about how propolis was really supportive for I remember one woman she had like a six-year-old son who had chronic strep throat and he had a pretty severe autoimmune condition so not a lot was accessible to him and propolis was the only thing that worked and wow. you know people just started kind of writing in from all over so I, I set up a website so I could sell online and it really just took off from there and it got to a point where we started uh, launching and retailing Canada and I was in like 600 stores across Canada and living this secret double life and like working as a day as in the day as a trader at Goldman um, and I was like, okay, someone has to run this company and it's going to be me. So I left Goldman um, end of 2016 to go full time and wow. 
people again thought I was like completely crazy. Literally, my friends and family interventioned me. <laughs> really? Um, oh my god, people thought I was insane. Yeah, that's why. Like when I tell the story, I, it sounds super cool, but it still does. You know, at that time, I was like giving up. I was giving up this incredible job, putting all, literally all of my savings into a B product company um, <laughs> that made no sense to people, and yeah, just doing something completely insane. So I I had to really sort of draw on myself to for confidence and um, listen to myself at that time. And it was definitely a challenging leap, but extra challenging when you kind of have to go against the consensus. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of great companies are started going against the consensus. That's sort of how you find opportunity. Um, but anyway, so I left. Yeah, so I left and I actually um, booked, I took the little money I had left and booked a flight to Indonesia. I really wanted to go to Europe, but I couldn't afford to live there. And Indonesia, the, live, the, the flight was expensive, but the cost of living is very, very low. So I had actually, I was able to sublet my apartment in North America and um, spend three months in Indonesia and make money, which was cool. Um, so I went there partly because of that, but mostly just to kind of get away from everyone and all of the opinions and really sort of turn in words and focus on this company. And so I spent the next three months putting together a product pipeline, a fundraising plan, um, and really just refining my business model. And I came back and raised a little bit of money. And um, it's been about a year since that. And that brings us to today. Oh my gosh. I am in awe, Carly. (laughs) I am in awe of you and this beautiful badass story and I just I think that it's amazing that it really happened organically and that you made the challenge your challenge your mission to not only help yourself but also help others and and the bees and you shifted your narrative which is really hard to do especially when people there's so much noise in your ear of judgment from loved ones but you canceled that judgment out and then you tapped into your authentic truth and embraced your inner hippie and while simultaneously also embracing your inner businesswoman because look you're running this company that you said started what you you you, this idea was a thought in 2006 or you decided to actually go full-time in 2006 and so within three years look where it's grown it's taken off it's expanded you turn this vision into reality I am just I'm amazed you're wonderful Thank you for sharing this. Well, thank you for giving me an opportunity to share my story. Um, Basically, if you have not yet taken advantage of Euro Magic's Fabletics offer and you happen to be a yogi or a runner or just active and an athlete in some way, then I am telling you, you are missing out. <laughs> As Fabletics has an extra special treat for the Soul Tribe, gifting you two leggings for only $24 at fabletics.com forward slash magic. Okay, wait, there's more. So sponsorship aside, I actually do pay on my own the monthly VIP membership program because, well, obviously I love Fabletics and their quality, but also when I do log on to buy some more yoga clothes, I get an abundance of clothes at an insanely discounted price. So let me tell you about my recent receipt. So I realized I had a few months of VIP dollars and points saved up. And then I was just browsing their sale items and a few of the new. And I just kept adding many to my cart. 
mostly um, high-waisted yoga pants and uniquely designed sports bras. And I ended up getting 13 items, 13 high-quality, cozy, really cute, as in compliment-worthy items, which, by the way, came to a total of $394.45 plus tax. But then, thanks to my VIP, I actually ended up only paying $26.54, and I got free shipping. Yep, it is kind of worth it, and the listeners of this podcast gets this opportunity too. I just, I love to bin shop yoga clothes because, well, A, right now it's a new season, and B, Fabletics has a sports bra, I realized, named Raquel, spelled my very, very uncommon way, so I, I had to. I just had to. Plus, I'd like to think that I was Kate Hudson's muse for this sculpt-knit sports bra. <laughs> yeah, I wish. It is time for you to pick up your two pairs. So when you do, I highly recommend one of your pairs be one that I'm actually wearing right now. The Cashel Foldover Pure Luxe Legging. That's a, that's a handful to write down, so I'll just add it to the show notes. So again, at first, try out two leggings for only $24 US dollars at fedletics.com forward slash magic. And I'm sure you can add more to your cart and save loads. And every time you go to shop for new yoga clothes, you will save loads. Again, that's fabletics.com forward slash magic. And now on with the show. So another thing that I think is amazing is that you are walking proof of the healing powers of not only honey, but obviously propolis and all the other medicinal products in a sense that bees gift us. And I used to believe that we're harming the bees by collecting their honey and buying bee pollen and all that. And then I had some very earth conscious friends who opened my eyes to see otherwise and that, you know, instead of like you just said, taking the antibiotics, why not use one of mother nature's medicines, you know, Mm -hmm. which then also led me to some research. And I obviously didn't take it to the extent you did where I actually went out and started beekeeping myself. But now I do truly believe that we are able to have this harmonious dance with the bees because they create the honey for their family and then they also share it with other living beings that's how I like to see it 100% I actually love this subject I have we have a lot of customers who are vegans who eat our products they call themselves vegan I love that I think it's really cute but here's here's the truth so it's a huge misconception it's a huge misconception um, when it comes to the bees and definitely There are harmful ways to treat the earth. There are harmful ways to treat the bees. A lot of the sort of commercial beekeepers, um, I certainly am not in agreement with how they manage bees, but we do things in a very different way. And one thing to remember is that the industry's really changed. So here's what's happened over the past few years. Tell us. So we're losing, so consumption of things like almonds, avocados, berries has gone way up. Almonds is a great example of consumption skyrocketing with almond milk and all of that. Bees are pollinating 90% of almonds. So bees are the number one pollinators of almonds. So almonds really can't grow without the bees. So we've had consumption go up. We've had more pesticides come into play, which are hurting the bees. So the bee population has gone down. So there's literally not enough bees to pollinate all of the almonds to meet demands. So what happens now is 
beekeepers, people, people who own almond orchards will reach out to beekeepers and offer to pay them per acre for pollination. So it becomes much more lucrative as a beekeeper to work in commercial pollination services than it does to, you know, care for the bees, keep them in one place, harvest their honey and bee products and sell them to people like me who are going to make medicine out of them. So most of the beekeepers in North America work in commercial beekeeping and most of the bee products you buy in North America come from China. And commercial beekeeping certainly can be done well, you know, it's, it's, you're putting the bees on a truck, transporting them. Um, it can be done carefully, but for the most part, it's not. Typically what it looks like is taking the bees, throwing them on a dark truck, it's really jarring, and you kind of bring them to this or almond orchard or whatever um, crop you're pollinating, let them loose. Sometimes pesticides are sprayed in tandem with the bees pollinating, which is really messed up. Um, but that happens with kind of commercial growers and all these different bees from different areas are sort of spreading diseases and it can it can be done in a pretty sloppy way and if you look at our current agricultural system you can imagine that it's typically not done with a lot of love and care so so yeah so most beekeepers work in commercial commercial pollination and then when it comes when it's like off season because commercial pollination you know there's different bloom periods like in february that's the almond bloom so during off season they don't have bee products to sell because they've brought their bees around to pollinate different areas. So what they'll do is they'll source bee products from China and how it works per regulation, as long as you put the label on on American soil, you can say product of USA. Whoa. So they'll source products from other places and then sell them. Yeah, if, if anyone wants to go deep, by the way, there's a docuseries on Netflix called Rotten. The very first episode is about honey and it's all about the adulteration of honey and just kind of how corrupt it all is. It's I mean, the entire series is amazing if you're into this stuff. But yeah, it's it's really interesting. And so anyways, that's a long-winded way of saying that today's practices, it's much healthier to support industries that are beekeeping um, as sort of the whole of their business operations rather than commercial beekeepers. So the other thing to take note of is the fact that it's much more damaging to the, to the bees to eat a blueberry that was pollinated by bees or an almond than it is to eat beekeepers naturals bee products like our our bees they stay in one area we care for them uh, we never over harvest we keep them away from pesticides we treat them like pets like we you know we really care for the bees uh versus a lot of practices that are really not good and again like i i've really reduced i still eat almonds a little bit but i've like really cut back on my almond consumption because so many bees Dying commercial pollination from almonds also is terrible for water. But um, from a vegan standpoint, it's much more damaging to eat, you know, certain types of fruits and vegetables that are commercial pollinated than it is to support this industry that's almost like an uprising against commercial pollination. Kind of a bummer to hear. It's like, how do we know that we're sourcing not only sustainably sourced honey, but also almonds and fruits and vegetables? How do we know? Mm -hmm. How can we tell? It's really hard. So when it comes to bee products, I mean, I, I'm insane I only eat my own like I literally bring little jars of honey with me I don't blame you I, I only eat your own now too by the way so. <laughs> I buy it like we do this thing not to get into a product but we sell like this honey flight online and it's like these mini jars and I keep those in my purse because literally like when I'm having coffee or you know when I'm anywhere yeah um, I just won't use any honey that's not mine but when it comes to honey the best thing to do is talk to the beekeeper so you know if you're in a geography where there's not a lot of pesticides and you're at a farmer's market, you can have a really honest conversation and ask them these questions, ask them about commercial pollination, ask them where things are coming from, ask them what they do in off season. 
um, you know, not, not everybody is sort of sold their soul for sure. And then also a lot of people are just trying to kind of make ends meet. And so I understand that if there's a bigger market for commercial pollination, a lot of beekeepers are going to go in that direction. What we try to do as a company is find people who care about sustainability, but you know, are, they, they have to make an income and we say, Hey, hold up, instead of doing commercial pollination, we'll actually pay a premium for your sustainable bee products. And so that's kind of who we work with. And we've been able to kind of change, like, I like to think of it as where, you know, we're, we're still a young company, but we're really trying to have impact structurally in the environment and in how the bees are treated. And so the more we can get people working as sustainable beekeepers and create a supply chain and create demand for that, the more we can kind of change the way bees are looked at and, and uh, kind of take people away from commercial pollination if they're doing it in the less kind ways. Um, but yeah, the best thing to do is have a conversation and that goes for produce too. I have a really hard time because if you can't tell, like I just feel such a strong <laughs> sense of ownership over like everything I'm purchasing. Um, but for me, I try really hard to have a conversation with the farmers at the farmer's markets and you never really know, but um, yeah, it's definitely hard on the on the produce side. Thank you, Carly, for gifting the Soul Tribe this amazing deal from Beekeepers Naturals. Dear bee lovers and Mama Earth nurturers, this is a cause that is really near and dear to my heart. Help me support these endangered species as they are a crucial part of the song and rhythm of our ecosystem and our personal health. If you are a honey buyer, please be selective when you are picking your honey as there are so many beekeepers taking inhumane steps for large honey production and they are interfering with the rhythm of mama nature and contributing to the colony collapse disaster of our little buzzing friends. Since there is such a high number of honeybee colonies disappearing since 2006, by the way, this is something to be alarmed about as we want to keep these little buzzing friends alive, but we rely on honeybees for nearly one third of our entire food supply. So why I love beekeepers naturals in particular, some of their most delicious and nutritious products include their propolis throat spray, which propolis is like nature's antibiotic. And my mom decided to try some when she had a cold and the next day she was fine, which was kind of insane to me. I was like, this can't be real, but it was. Propolis contains over 300 beneficial vitamins, minerals, and compounds, great for immune system support and soothing sore throats and coughs. And it's something that is not easy to find here for that natural immune support. They've got their amazing BLXR brain fuel, which of course I see brain fuel and I am drawn to that to help enhance our memory, performance, and cognition. Brain fuel like this really helps keep me focused, especially as I have long days keeping this business alive and afloat. Then, their best product, well, their most delicious product, is their superfood cacao honey. They combine their signature raw and sustainably sourced honey with organic Ecuadorian cacao to give you the ultimate decadent superfood spread. <laughs> As you might already know, raw honey is full of antioxidants and so many health boosting compounds. 
but most importantly, proceeds will go to leading research institutions that are looking to save the bees. So every little bit indeed makes a difference. Now, if you're interested, check out all of their products and receive 15% off your purchase when you go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash your own magic using the code your own magic for 15% off. Link is in the show notes. B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S dot com forward slash your own magic and then make sure to use the promo code your own magic at checkout your own magic one word no spaces and do this because you love the bees and honor the bees like we do our own health (laughs) also i'm curious how your practice your process of production how do you how do you gather the honey how do you gather the propolis how do you gather the bee pollen from the bees so you are sustainably doing it in a humane and ethical way. Yeah. So the main things, number one, the biggest way is getting the bees away from pesticides, which is the big thing that's hurting them. Right. So once we've done that, when it comes to actual harvesting and treatment, one thing we do is you see with with some really large companies, what they'll do is they'll over harvest. You have to remember the honey is also the bees food. They, they absolutely create a surplus of it. Um, So, you, you know, there's, there's, if you harvest the right way, there's more than enough for them and for you, but Sometimes you'll see companies who over harvest and replace with sugar water. And, you know, there's no studies showing that that's bad, but I am just kind of against that. And I like, I think that replacing with sugar water would throw off the pH balance in the hive. So we never do that. We never over harvest. We're always monitoring to make sure there's enough for them. We always want to make sure they have honey stores going into winter if they're in a place um, where it gets cold and they hibernate. So that's a big thing is just kind of monitoring, make sure that they have what they need Um, for us we haven't really had an issue I think because one we're keeping bees in like really luscious beautiful areas that are pretty remote and then we're also getting them away from pesticides so year over year our hives continue to split and multiply um which is really cool because contrary to population trends our bees are doing really well and really thriving so that's a big thing another thing too is just you know we do things like we'll use wintergreen essential oil instead of um some of the chemicals that people use to keep out varroa and some other mites Um, so just taking a more natural approach is a big thing and then just making sure as well that we're using the company as a venue for change. So we work really closely with UC Davis Bee Research. We are apparel line. We sell these cute hats and tees and we give a percentage of proceeds to UC Davis. That's great. Um, and then we run different campaigns on the bees, on how pesticides are affecting the bees, um, just a bunch of different amazing things. That is amazing. Now, unfortunately, I am slightly allergic to um, one bee superfood that is extremely beneficial for our health and endurance but I'm only slightly I I used to be more allergic I couldn't even have it now I can have a little bit of it it's a bee pollen which sucks I wish that I wasn't because I know there are so many benefits and um yeah what am I missing out on what are all the benefits of bee pollen yeah that's a hard one to be allergic to but you know it's not uncommon um (laughs) if your allergy is getting better it is I don't recommend this for everyone um, for some people, this is too strong, but for you, if it's getting better, you could try microdosing with the allergen. So, you know, having a very small, like one granule of pollen um, a few days a week yeah. and just kind of building it up and seeing, yeah, seeing how that works for you. 
Um, for some people, if their allergies are really severe, even that is too much. And I just recommend to use propolis. Propolis, yes, it's an amazing immune booster. It's great for cold and flu, but it's also a really powerful anti-inflammatory agent. So you can actually use propolis and propolis has been found to reduce the histamine response. So it's definitely effective on allergies. But allergies aside, I'll tell you a little about pollen and what you're missing out on, even though uh-huh. hopefully we can get you eating pollen eventually. Um, but I like to think of pollen as nature's multivitamin. So pollen is full of vitamins, minerals, free-forming amino acids, BCAAs, live enzymes, really great for um, pre and post-workout because it has the the, uh, amino acids. And then a really cool thing about pollen is there's more protein per weight than any animal source. So, you know, more protein per weight than eggs, cheese, beef. Now that's per weight. Oh yeah, you don't want to. (laughs) Yeah. But it's really cool that it's that nutrient dense. So pollen, it's basically nature's multivitamin. I'll use it. Um, I'll, I sprinkle it on smoothies. I put it in my smoothies. I put it on granola. I'll put it on salads. Anytime where I just kind of want to up the nutritional value of a meal, I'll add some pollen. I also really like pollen in place of a multivitamin because multivitamins, a lot of them, the absorption is questionable. Often you titrate. Um, often it's like a bunch of different vitamins and minerals that don't necessarily belong together. Whereas with pollen, it's all coming at you in its natural form. So your body can really just kind of absorb and use all of the nutrients. And then it also has all those live enzymes. So it's a really, really powerful nutrient. It's also just awesome um, for, for building endurance. There was actually a study done and it found that consumption of pollen increases your blood hemoglobin value. So it helps to oxygenate the tissue. So that increases endurance. So I usually have pollen before my workout. Um, but you know, most people use it for boosting energy levels and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, just kind of covering their bases nutritionally. And how the bees use pollen, it's their main source of protein for the bees. You really sold me at it helps boost endurance because I love to run. And to know that I can just have a little bee pollen and maybe run an extra mile, that is very enticing. And so, yeah, I hope that my allergy, well, our allergies supposedly change every seven years, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully it goes away. And try, try using propolis too. So propolis will definitely help with the allergies. Oh yeah. But also propolis can be really great for runners because it helps to prevent post-oxidative stress. Amazing. So, you know, working out is amazing, but it does cause some free radical damage in the body. And propolis is really great at fighting those free radicals. I like to think of propolis as nature's protector. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that is true. By the way, well, one, do I have the propolis before or after the workout? You can do both, but for the oxidative stress, I would do it after. Okay. And also, I just have to note that my parents were very sick. They sprayed some of your propolis that you sent this way. They were better. <laughs> it was miraculous. Amazing. <laughs> they had just a really horrible sore throats. And and usually, I mean, they, they love their Western medicine. I'm not going to lie. But instead, they decided to go with the propolis. And I was so proud. They were like, wow, this is miraculous. What is this? It's <laughs> like, I know. I know. Amazing. Nature's medicine. I love getting people <laughs> off of the neocitrin and all of the cold and flu stuff that we're so used to taking. So uh, that makes me very, very happy. I know. And I hear people even say the word NyQuil or something. I'm like, no, don't do it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, also, what, about, what, are, what are nootropics? Mm-hmm. So nootropics are natural brain supplements. So royal jelly is, I'll tell you first what royal jelly is in the hive. All right. So in the hive, why don't I do a full hive breakdown of all these things? Ooh, I would love a full hive breakdown. Okay, amazing. So pollen is the protein in the hive. 
Um, the bees collect it from plants, they mix it with their enzymes and they carry it back on their hind legs. You may have seen pictures of it if you follow our Instagram. It's really cute, it's called their pollen pants. So, so the main protein source for the bees and then for humans, it's the multivitamin, the energy booster and a little bit of protein in there too. It's really like, you know, something you can use the same way you use chia seeds, flax seeds, top it on anything. And then propolis in the hive is, you can think of it as the medicine. So propolis is coming, so while honey comes from floral nectars, propolis comes from plant and tree resin. So the base ingredient of propolis is a little bit more medicinal in nature. And the bees collect these plant and tree resins. Think of things like sap, that's what they're collecting. They put it through their enzymatic process and then they make this sticky substance called propolis and they use it to line the entire hive and keep it germ-free. And it really functions as a protective layer in the hive. They'll also use it to line the inside of the cell walls for newborn baby bees to create a sterile environment for newborns. And they have a propolis mat at the front entrance as well so you can disinfect as you come in the hive and my favorite propolis fact is let's say a predator gets into the hive like a mouse it happens all the time there's a lot of delicious stuff in there so if a predator gets in like a mouse the, the bees can sting it and kill it but they can't then physically carry the mouse out of the hive it's a little too heavy for them so the same way if there was a dead human body uh, in your living room you'd get pretty sick normally a decaying rodent in the hive would kill all the bees eventually but what they do is they mummify the dead rodent in propolis. And propolis is that powerful of an antimicrobial, antiviral, antibacterial substance that it protects the entire hive from the decaying rodents in their living room. So in the hive, it's very much the protective agent in the medicine. And then for humans, it functions in the very same way. So, you know, your parents had a viral issue or a sickness and propolis is really great at killing bacteria, killing viruses, killing germs. So that's why propolis is a really great thing. And for me, I like to use propolis in place of antibiotics. But unlike antibiotics, which kind of just kill the bacteria, or even oil of oregano, which will kill the bacteria, but can be really harsh on the gut, propolis is full of live enzymes. It's full of um, minerals, trace amounts of vitamins, and antioxidants. Um, it also has natural strains of lactobacilli, so it's a little bit softer on the gut. So Propolis really works with your body instead of against your body. And yes, it's definitely something to take when you're feeling sick, but it's also something you can take on a regular basis. Like I said, you can take it after a workout to prevent from free radical damage. Basically, anytime you're exposed to free radicals, radiation, that sort of thing, I like to take propolis. So I fly a lot. I'm constantly traveling. Um, I'm always using propolis on the plane, one, because of the free radical damage, but two, because of the germs on planes. Planes are kind of gross. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm on them so much. Um, but yeah, propolis is like the Swiss army knife of health. It's, it's really the OG antibiotic. Um, it's not new. The first recorded human use of propolis dates back to 300 BC. Uh, it said that Aristotle actually coined the term propolis, which means defender of the city. And wow. in the 17th century, propolis was listed in the London Pharmacopedia as an official drug. So, you know, we have this like really long healing history. It's kind of the original medicine. And we're really just kind of coming back to our roots when we start using bee products in this way, which is kind of neat. Um, and then you can also use propolis topically because it's anti-inflammatory. It's great for things like eczema, psoriasis, um, because it's antibacterial. It's great on cuts and scrapes, bug bites. Uh, and then it's also really good for allergies. So, so that's propolis. And then royal jelly, which you originally asked me about. Yes. Um, well, you asked me about nootropics. So nootropics are natural brain supplements. Royal jelly is kind of like the mother natural brain supplement. Okay. And so in the hive, royal jelly is the superfood. So propolis is the medicine, pollen's the protein, honey's the carbs and energy source, 
and royal jelly is a superfood. It's the food of the queen bee. So all newborn baby bees are given royal jelly for the first three days of development. And then after the first three days, they're transitioned off of it onto a regular diet of pollen and honey. And only the bee who's to become queen continues on her exclusive royal jelly diet. And that queen bee continues to eat exclusively royal jelly for the rest of her life. And how she develops is very, very different. So the queen bee will live three to five years versus a regular worker bee in foraging season who lives six to eight weeks. Um, the queen bee can have up to 1,500 babies a day. And, you know, regular bees don't have reproductive organs. And um, the queen's just much more robust. So in nature, royal jelly is kind of working its magic. And then for humans, royal jelly is really incredible for the brain for a few reasons. One is that it's really high in acetylcholine, which is the neurotransmitter responsible for brain-body connection. So you can think of royal jelly as helping to speed up your transmission system. And two, there's these two fatty acids that are only naturally occurring in royal jelly. It's 10-HGA and AMPN1 oxide. And these act as catalysts for neurogenesis. So they literally help to promote um, brain-derived nootropic factor, or BDNF, and they help your brain to create new clean uh, brain cells. And so they're really great for people who have concussions or any sort of damage just to sort of help repair. And then also just really great for the average person to help support their brain, help yeah. to improve their memory long-term, um, reduce premature aging, all of that stuff. Oh, I'm so happy I'm not allergic to royal jelly. So happy. <laughs> My brain's happy about that. Um, and also honey never expires, huh? Because my dad will tell me, like, he, lo he loves to repeat stories. And whenever we talk about honey, he always says, archaeologists found honey that is thousands of years old back mm -hmm. in, in ancient Egypt tombs. tombs. Yeah, and it was still okay to eat. So, you know, the honey, your honey's never going to expire. This will be great forever. I'm like, dad, you totally. know, their cacao superfood is too good. You're going to, well, obviously it has cacao in it, so it might expire. But <laughs> The cacao, I mean, honey's actually the best natural preservative and that's a testament to its enzyme quality so because of the live enzymes in honey it really preserves everything and then yeah your honey never expires and so sometimes people think their honey's expired when it hardens that's natural that's the process of crystallization and by the way if your honey doesn't crystallize it means it's pasteurized and you're effectively drinking sugar water so you Ugh. definitely do want to have honey that crystallizes over time and there's nothing wrong with that um speaking of sugar and sugar water but okay so sugar so now when i also had a very severe eating disorder before i was like vegan and everything um i wouldn't have honey not because i cared about the bees but because of the sugar content <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. and so and now that is also another misconception another big misconception yes so yes. first of all not all bee products have sugar content. So for all of the keto listeners out there, you, you are totally good to go with both propolis and Belixir Brain Fuel, which is our nootropic combination of royal jelly, Bacopa monnieri, and Ginkgo biloba, which are just two other adaptogens, plant-based adaptogens. Awesome. But anyway, so those, the propolis, it tastes sweet. Same with the um, Belixir Brain Fuel shots. They taste sweet, but there's zero grams of sugar. So you're 100% cool. 100%. And then all of our other products, we do zero refined sugar. So we're, you know, we're using things like honey. And yes, the actual honey, of course, has some sugar content. Same with the pollen, same with bee powered. But sugar is certainly not the same as, as um, honey mm -hmm. at all. So sugar has a much higher glycemic index. And that goes for coconut sugar as well, by the way. Yeah. Um, honey has a much lower glycemic index. And also because our honey is raw and it contains, you know, trace amounts of the pollen, propolis, there's a little bit more fibrous material in there. So it also doesn't cause the same insulin spike. 
Um, the other nice thing about honey is there's a lot of just great health effects there on its own because it has that enzyme content that preserves it. It means that it's a lot easier for your body to digest because, you know, the same way we take nutritional enzymes, honey is just packed with enzymes. So really, really great for that reason. The other thing too, and a lot of people don't realize this, this is just kind of a fun fact about honey, but it's really great for helping to calm the body down when you do take honey because it does allow for that little slow, steady spike in insulin. Um, it allows the tryptophan in honey to cross the blood-brain barrier, whereas then converted into serotonin and then melatonin in the dark. So it can actually really help to calm your body down, get a restful sleep. Oh, but yeah, honey is not the same as sugar. It does not have the same glycemic index. It causes sort of a slow, steady rise rather than this crazy spike. Um, of course, we're talking about raw honey here, not the right. pasteurized sugar right. water. But, but yeah, it's definitely not the same. And there's all of these other incredible health benefits to incorporating honey into your routine. Oh, see. And the other thing that I, just bothers me about nutritional facts that when you look at the back of honey, even raw honey, and it says sugar, however many grams, and that freaks people out. It's like, there's so much more like sugar. It's not just sugar. It's the sugar's not just sugar. You know, there's so much more to it. Mm -hmm. And our nutrition fact labels just have such a narrow focus. But I'm glad that you brought this to people's attention because that's one reason why people typically stay away. Um, now let's turn the page to business. Okay, awesome. What is it like, Carly, running a company, a big company? And what is the most rewarding piece of it besides now having this team? Cause we know that that's what you love about this. Yeah. So it's pretty amazing. It's definitely hard work. Um, you know, if you are looking to have a more chill routine, more of a work-life balance, so to speak, I wouldn't recommend a startup because it, it is really consuming. Um, maybe I'm, maybe there's other people who are better at it than I am, but I've, I've found it to be really hard to balance, but it's incredibly rewarding. Um, you know, something that's just such an incredible part of all of this is one, being able to live out my passion to do something that is like my, my hobby and interest. If I didn't have this as my job, I'd be spending all my time researching cool superfoods and trying to augment my health routine and, you know, find different kind of hacks or natural ways of doing things. And so the fact that, you know, I get to do it as my career, build these incredible products and work with an amazing team of chemists and, you know, these amazing people to really build game changing products for others. It's, it's just really special. And then also, you know, building products in a category where um, it's really sort of underserved, kind of bringing people back to plant-based items and to, you know, so healing solutions from the earth. It's something I'm really passionate about. I think we've really yeah. lost touch with a lot of what nature has to offer. And by incorporating all of, there's certainly a place for modern medicine, but by sort of overdoing it with some of these synthetic things, we've caused more harm than good. And I think, you know, we need to bring more balance to that. And that's something I'm really passionate about. I think overprescription is really, really damaging and we're just uh -huh. starting to learn about it. And so, you know, the more you can kind of solve problems with a natural solution as the first course of action, I think the better off we are. 100%. I agree. And I love that you made your mess and your passions, your mission, and you're doing it and you're kicking ass and taking ends. Do you have any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah. For aspiring entrepreneurs, I would say you really have to draw on yourself for support. Everyone's going to doubt you. Um, you're going to constantly be met with opposition. But the truth is, if everybody totally got what you were doing and it just made complete sense, 
other people would already be doing it. So often the doubt in the gray area is really your opportunity and you just have to kind of have the confidence to go for it. And then the other thing I want to say is I think a lot of people, I certainly was one of somebody like this. We struggle with this narrative that's really limiting. We, We tell ourselves things like, who am I to start a business? Or, you know, I could never do that. Or I don't know how to do this. You need to really cultivate a growth mindset because the truth is, I'm no smarter than anyone else. I just really worked hard at something and I'm continuing to work hard and grow and improve. Yeah. And that's really what it takes to run a company. It's, you know, adopting a growth mindset, understanding that it's okay if you're not the best at something off the bat. You just have to be okay with messing up a few times until you get it right. And the muscle that you really need to build as an entrepreneur is um is basically the muscle around resilience. Yes. You have to get really good at messing up and coming back to it. And um, really understand that, you know, you're not sort of set with all of your traits that, you know, you're, you're a being who can grow and develop and improve. So the book mindset actually was really formative for me and highly recommend that to anyone who is flirting with the idea of starting a business. And then if you already have, and you're kind of in the early stages, it really is just about resilience, resilience and hard work. Yes. I love that growth mindset. And also Whenever you do fail in whatever you're creating, or if you're even not into starting your own business, but you're helping somebody else work with this dream that they are creating and you are part of this great team, but keeping that growth mindset and that resilience is key. Like knowing that when you, everybody messes up, everybody has moments of failure in a sense, but not to see that as failure, but just to see that honestly as a step forward. I think that is key. Because man, there are so many times where I could have just like given up on this podcast, you know, but nope. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mess up. I still mess up. Me too. All the time. Constantly. And it's an opportunity to, to grow and improve. And I also think every time you fail, it it just shows you a different path. 100%. It just opens the door to something else. And it actually usually is for the benefit for you. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. Totally agree. Ooh, I have to ask about when it comes to beauty. Do you have a self-care routine with bee products? I definitely do. Amazing. So our bee product, I'm pretty sure you have it bee powered. It's our superfood honey. It's kind of like Manuka times 100. (laughs) So it's a raw honey with medicinal grade dosages of royal jelly, pollen, and propolis. So it's definitely a honey that you can eat. That's what it was made for originally. Um, I take a spoon of it every morning and I use that like in my, I use it in place of a Manuka honey, but I also use it in place of regular honey in my smoothies and that sort of thing. But I started putting it on my face. I do it once a week. It's really game changing. And there's a few scientific reasons for that. So the first thing is that raw honey actually acts as a humectant. So raw honey helps to strengthen the moisture barrier of the skin. Um, so it really helps with hydration. It's also really high in antioxidants. And then royal jelly actually helps to build collagen. So great for anti- anti-aging. It also is full of fatty acids and a lot of healing nutrients. And then bee pollen is really high in protein, so it helps with the glow. And then it also contains a pollen called rutin, which helps to strengthen capillaries. And then propolis is anti-inflammatory, so any sort of redness, inflammation. It's also antibacterial, which is great for blemishes. So the whole combo is just kind of like, amazing for upping the glow factor for, you know, preventing premature aging, um, getting rid of 
acne and impurities on the skin. And so what I do is I put the Be Powered on my face once a week for 20 minutes. It gets kind of drippy, so definitely don't wear a cute top. Um, and then I wash it off and I just wash it off in a circular motion and it's a natural exfoliant because of the honey crystals. And yeah, it really helps stop the glow factor. Oh, beautiful. I'm doing this tonight. I can't wait to try this out with your, of course, which one do you said you use the bee powered? I use the bee powered. I also wash my face with honey because you know, it's antibacterial and it actually yeah. Smart. I like to I wash that. my face with buckwheat. It's just, um, it's a darker honey, so it has a really high antioxidant count. Buckwheat is a darker honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, it's, it's just one of um, a honey varietal Ooh. that we have. But I do the, I always do the face mask with the bee powered because having the royal jelly pollen and propolis in there is amazing. And then if I ever get a pimple, I always put propolis on it. I also use propolis if I have a sunburn. It's amazing. I spray it into my face moisturizer and I put it all over. And then if I have a psoriasis outbreak, I am using propolis like crazy on my skin. So I just mix it into a carrier oil and like basically cover my body with it. Oh my gosh. That's seriously such a miracle. I love this. I love this. And I love that it makes you more dewy. Uh, Oh, and how about like, because I read that it's actually not so great to use a lot of antibacterial hand sanitizers because it kills a lot of the good germs too, that you kind of need, you Mm -hmm. know, for your immunity. But what about using maybe propolis or something on your hands? And then of course, washing it off. Definitely. Yeah. So propolis, because it's, it's in um, a non-GMO veggie base, it's a little sticky to put on your hands, yeah. but you can definitely put it on your hands uh, and then rinse it. Yeah, rinse it, of course. And it'd be, it will be really great. A lot of people as well will do a DIY deodorant with propolis because it's antibacterial. So they just use coconut oil, propolis, and some baking soda, and it's actually really effective. I was seriously thinking, like, all you need in your beauty cabinet is just some bee products, some coconut oil, other coconut products, and you're good. Bees and coconuts. Pretty much. You're good. (laughs) Um, Now, are you ready for some random fire? I'm ready. Awesome. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm an early bird. Yeah. What time in the morning do you usually wake up, and what's your morning routine like? I wake up around 6. Um, I'm trying to meditate. It used to be five, but I'm trying to sleep more. Um, I usually meditate. It's anywhere from five to 10 minutes. Meditation is a practice I struggle with, but I'm really trying to kind of hold myself accountable and do it more. Um, I write in my five minute journal. So my gratitudes, and then I usually will, it depends on my day, but I try to get a workout in before anything. So, you know, sometimes that's like a 20 minute run. Sometimes it's a yoga class. Um, And then I come back and during breakfast is really when I start work. Mm, Amazing. Oh, and before the run, I always do a scoop of bee powered. Of course, of course you have to. Does that, but that doesn't have bee pollen in it, huh? It does. There's a ton of bee pollen in bee powered. There's actually 532 milligrams per teaspoon. So that one's kind of an all in one. And then the nice thing about bee powered too, is when you combine bee products, there's synergistic effects. So royal jelly plus honey equals a source of bifidobacteria, which is one of the most powerful probiotics for digestion. And for me, digestive health is really important. So I like to take that one on an empty stomach before I'm active. Ooh, that is also a great selling point is the digestive health that it gives you. (laughs) Your zodiac sign, your sun sign. Aries. Do you happen to know your moon and rising? Uh, I mean, I know I'm an Aries sun sign. I want to say Pisces and Gemini, but I'm not sure. I think I'm Pisces moon and then Gemini rising, but I'm not totally sure. I wouldn't be surprised if you had some Pisces and yeah. Your mantra. 
Ooh, that's hard because I change so often. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the time I just go really quickly. So it's just to remember to breathe and take a breath and, you know, stop and have that pause. And usually you can find a lot of clarity when you take a moment and pause. Beautiful. Um, but one thing I really like, this is from Buddhism, but um, pain is a constant suffering is optional. I really love that because there is constant hardship in life and you yeah. can make a choice to suffer through it or to see it as an opportunity to grow. I love that quote, by the way, too. So powerful. It's so true. And what is your favorite breakfast? I'm assuming it has a little bit of honey. Mm-hmm. I do this superfood smoothie I'm obsessed with right now. I actually made it this morning, even though I'm on the road. Um, it's coconut milk base. And then I do a tablespoon. I do a tablespoon if, of cacao honey if I'm doing feeling chocolatey that morning, or I'll just do one of our regular honeys. And then I do a teaspoon to be powered. Uh, I do 10 sprays propolis, a teaspoon of pollen, a tablespoon hemp seeds, tablespoon flax seeds, tablespoon chia seeds, a handful of spinach, some blueberries, half a banana, and cinnamon. Yum. Oh, and I put spirulina in it this morning, too, and it was really good. Oh, that's good. That's smart to Mm. add. Spirit animal. A bee. (laughs) Of course. I was like, if she doesn't say bee, then I don't know. I actually, I was at one of my friend's houses, and I pulled, they had like that the animal deck of cards and I actually pulled the bee the other day and I was so excited (laughs) oh my I love that I know a tarot deck you're talking about such a bee you're a queen bee in fact (laughs) favorite place on earth on mama earth favorite place on earth yeah I think Ubud Ubud's such a special place because that was kind of where I went to escape right before I started my business and I just had kind of a really formative experience being there I, I left everything that I knew and loved, I kind of blew up my life. Um, and that was really a place where I just kind of took space to start over. But it's also just a really magical place because you're in the forest, there's this amazing culture of yoga and consciousness and meditation. So that's a really special place. And then also Vancouver, where I really started with the bees and it's just beautiful and full of nature. Oh, beautiful. I'll be in Ubud next month again. So I think that you were in Ubud, you said for three months, that was what, 2016-ish, 2017? Yeah, that was the end of 20, just before 2017. Yes. And I was in... I wasn't in Ubud the whole time. I was like all around, but I right. spent most of my time there. Right. Well, yeah, because you can only be there a certain amount of time. Yeah, me too. I, that's when I, end of 2016 is when I moved to Ubud for a year or so. But so we were there around the same time. That's interesting. I bet we yeah. crossed past The yoga barn? Oh, the yoga barn. <laughs> that was the last place I actually had my, a really bad bee pollen allergy, which was interesting. Cause I just went to Bali Buddha. Remember that grocery store? Yeah. And I bought some bee pollen there and I trusted it. And, um, yeah, my, my throat was quite swollen. It was bad. Yeah. Now you, if you're allergic, definitely any bee pollen you're eating, you should have like two granules and see how you react. Yeah. But also it's good to have propolis on hand because if you're having an allergic reality, sorry, if you're having an allergic reaction to anything, propolis is really anti-inflammatory. So it's a good thing to kind of bring down the swelling and reduce the response. Um, but yeah, you have to be really careful with bee pollen when you're allergic, especially because you don't, sometimes you often don't know exactly what plant you're allergic to yeah. and different pollens have different concentrations of these, these plants. Of course. And there's so many different kinds. Well, I wish I had that knowledge then, but now I know, <laughs> now I know I should just carry that throat spray propolis that you have in my purse with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite questions. The universe gave you 
billboards. So at no cost, it's a gift for you to share this one message on all the billboards across the main highways in major cities all around the world. What would the billboards read? I think it would say you are enough. Um, I think people sometimes don't know that about themselves. And yes, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we live in this society with, with social media that gives us this platform to just basically compare and contrast our lives, which isn't necessarily healthy. And I think, you know, everyone is uniquely talented and everyone has something really special to offer. And it's really important for people to know just how special in, in their own uniqueness they are. Amen to that. And then this last question that I ask all the Euromagic guests, how would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? Hmm. I mean, meditation is very, very key for just connecting to yourself, listening to your gut and just finding what it is that fills you up. For me, you know, my health issues allowed me to stumble upon my passion. Um, some of us find our passions in, in different ways, but if you're looking for your passion, which is sort of, I think, the source or the starting point of using your magic, um, getting really quiet and making the space for that. And then also just focusing on yourself. We get really focused on sort of what we're going to put out into the world, but, you know, what we put out is really framed by how we feel inside. So I think, you know, taking the time to really zero in on what makes you happy and what makes you sort of love yourself and all of the unique uniqueness that is you and then coming at the world from that place you're just going to be spreading a lot more magic I couldn't agree more beautiful where can everyone find you and connect with you you can find me and everything about all of the magic bee products we have to offer at beekeepersnaturals.com um, all of our bee products are there and then we also have the most epic blog we have some incredible content about bees the environment health recipes you name it we also have a presence on all of the social media so facebook our instagram is beekeepers underscore naturals and yeah we're always really excited to connect with you guys so so come hang out i love that i really hope that this whole tribe takes some time to check out beekeepers naturals but so they can also to do their part in saving the bees this has made me even more passionate about it now so i'm really excited about everything that you are about to step into i mean you have already created so much and you are about to just enter into an even brighter future that is doing more for the planet than you can even fathom right now so I just I, I honor you you're amazing Carly and I loved this talk thank you so much thank you so much for asking incredible questions and creating this forum to share and help inspire other people so thank you this is awesome appreciate you thank you that magical episode felt so good. It felt, well, magical. <laughs> I hope that you feel more expanded in some way, in many ways. And feel free to say hi to me and other listeners of the podcast, other like-minded individuals who are all into this kind of stuff at Your Own Magic Facebook group. It's a secret Facebook group. The link for that is in the show notes. And then keep an eye out for upcoming Your Own Magic retreats 
Then also perhaps sign up for some guided meditations when you go to yourownmagic.life. The Soul Tribe exclusive site is $44.44 US dollars, by the way, but for an entire lifetime, I'm not going to charge you yearly anymore, I'm not going to charge you monthly unless you've been grandfathered in, but for $44.44. For life or for however long this site exists, you get not only these guided meditations, but also many spiritual tools and rituals along with many soul expanding journalings to really listen in, tap into your divine guidance and listen to your guidance team for direction. And the most important thing is to really listen to your soul. That's something that I do in the mornings to increase my creativity and raise my frequency to welcome so much beauty and abundance throughout my day. And even if you don't sign up, I'm, I'm just telling you, spend the mornings for you or if you're a night owl, spend time at night for you to unplug and tune inward and tap into divine guidance. Late, late nights, early, early mornings are the time where you can receive so much magic. Well, that's all my loves, my yomis, my soul fam. I hope you have a magical day.